Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Listen to These Nerds. Um, we are playing Road to Pacific City uh, in an, a game I am uh, still calling Liberty City Kiddos. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I'm Joe, and I'll be your GM uh, for this hopefully final session. Mm -hmm. <laughs> eh, we'll see, we'll see. Mm -hmm. um, with me, as always... Hi, my name is Chris, and I will be resuming the role of Marcus Stone using the playbook of The Weapon. Uh, hello, my name is Harry. I'll be playing Zachary Grius uh, using the playbook The Delinquent. Hi, I'm John. I'm going to be playing Elliot using the playbook The Bull. And I'm Jonathan. I'll be playing Ankh. My playbook is The Transformed. And also I'll be playing um, my character Amanda Crowley, The Doomed, as an NPC. All right, so um, in our last session, um, you all had uh, kind of started to settle in to the idea that you'd be fighting in a giant robot. Um, you were, looked around the uh, 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 Liberty City Sharks uh, compound a bit, um, gotten a bit of a, a feel for things, uh, you got taken out for lunch, and uh, found out about uh, your opponent, Oz. Um, you then went to a match between Oz, uh, and the Alphas, and, uh, but the game was, well, your, your viewing of the game was cut short when, uh, Dennis, uh, the Sharks manager, was almost kidnapped by some assailants that you found out were some sort of killer robot. After saving Dennis, you returned to the compound, and you were just about to be uh, trained in the use of how to actually pilot one of these things. So, uh, we'll pick up uh, there, uh, as you are all being put into the training pods, and uh, a little bit out of character, uh, I'm going to share with you guys right now um, how mech combat works. Hopefully this is nope, too long. Alright, send you all a link. It's time for unique game mechanics. <laughs> yeah, it's time for homebrew. All right, I posted in the Discord. So yeah, I'll go through each of the moves just for those at home. But uh, how mech combat works is that you'll all be piloting the mech together, um, and you can all take actions as as usual in mass style in any order you like. Um, but uh, all of your action, and all of you are able to use all the actions. It doesn't matter which part of the body you're in. Hmm. Um, I'm not going to do location-based damage or anything in regards to, like, where you guys are. But there is going to be some uh, matter of damage around parts. So <clears throat> the mech moves in order. The first is called Fire. When you unleash a powerful weapon, roll plus superior. Uh, on a hit, trade blows. Uh, on a plus 10, pick 2. On a 7 to 9, pick 1. Um, resist or avoid their blows. Reshape the battlefield. Uh, temporary disable, temporarily disable one of their weapons. Uh, cause them to falter. Their strongest weapon is delayed. And when uh, using the fire action, you can spend one hold to use a special ability of one of your weapons. Um, so to explain where you get that hold, there is another move called Charge Up. Um, when you gather energy for an ideal moment, roll plus savior. Uh, on a plus 10, uh, you do it. Uh, oh, sorry. On a plus 10, hold two. Uh, and on a seven to nine, hold one. 
you can spend this hold for the following benefits. Um, each costs one hold. Uh, use a special weapon during your next fire action. Prevent a part from being damaged by redirecting the damage to another part. And ignore a harmful environmental effect. So, uh, to explain parts and damage, um, your, your mech will have six parts. Um, for you, there's the head, the arms, the legs, the double-decker fist, the buster engine, and the card cannon. Um, whenever each one of these is damaged, it is no longer usable, um, and each has an associated uh, benefit or penalty if it is damaged. So, uh, when your head is damaged, you get a minus two to the fire action. Uh, arms, you'll get a minus two to the risky gambit action, which I'll explain in a bit. And legs, you get a minus two to the mighty roll action. And uh, then the other three parts that I explained before each have their own benefit. So Double Decker Fist allows you to spend one hold in addition to the first hold you have to spend to use it to damage an extra part. So the idea with that is you can charge up a lot of hold uh, and then cash it in to do a larger amount of damage. But it's pretty expensive. Uh, the Buster Engine will clear, uh, allow each of you to clear a condition. And the Card Cannon allows each pilot to shift one of their labels up and the other one down. So, question, for yes. the heads, uh, for the parts, so the head, the arms, and the legs, those mm -hmm. are tantamount effectively to conditions. Yes. But if we lose either the, the fist, the engine, or the cannon, we can just no longer use those positive effects, correct? Yes, and if okay. all of your parts are damaged, you your mech will turn off. Right, that's a TK, That's basically a TKO. Yes, yes. And in, in, as opposed to... Uh, I'll explain how you take damage in the mech. It's pretty close to taking a powerful blow, but there's some slight differences. I'll just finish going over the rest of the moves. So Risky Gambit is when you aim your weapons away from your opponent to gain a benefit. Roll plus Freak. On uh, a 10 plus, you do it. On uh, a 7 to 9, mark in condition or allow your enemy to chain to charge their strongest weapon. Um, you'll notice uh, allusions to that. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what their strongest weapon is. <laughs> so, wait, sorry. On a... On a 10 plus you do what exactly like what what is the benefit that you gain uh it's essentially the same as unleashing your powers so you oh, get, okay so you can use the weapons on the mech or do something with the mech that allows you to gain a non-tangible benefit in, yeah. in in the sense of like you're not damaging an opponent's part but you can do stuff like i'm gonna pick up part of the battlefield and throw it like throw it into the guy's head so that you sure. can't see us that kind of Makes thing. sense thanks yeah uh the mighty roll is when you dodge to avoid a dangerous situation. Roll plus danger. Um, on plus 10, you avoid the attack and add team to the pool. On 7 to 9, choose 1. You stumble, subtract 1 team from the pool. If there is no team from the pool, uh, choose a part. That part is now damaged. Uh, so this, uh, just to clarify, this will only trigger if you can't spend it. Not if you spend it and then there's nothing in the pool. Um, uh, uh, another result is the enemy pushes the advantage, so that'll be something that will be contextual. Uh, and then your weapons lose targeting, take a minus two the next time you use fire. Uh, and finally, how you take damage. So uh, the move it is called the move is called take mega damage. When you take mega damage, roll plus the amount of damage parts you have on a ten plus. Choose one, damage a part of your mech. Uh, DM's choice, so that I will decide what part gets damaged. Uh, you'll need to. You'll have to eject one of your pilots, which is one of you guys. Um, you'll also lose if you eject all of your pilots. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Um, um, quick question: yep. If one of us is ejected, how like 
Um, are we like safely deposited on the ground, or are we yeah, fired? You're, you're, are we well, fired you're, you're, out of the suit, James Bond style? You're, you're fired out of the suit in a safety pod, and you. But mm. you're not. Don't worry about your character having getting stepped on or anything. Yeah, I, I imagine it's kind of similar to if you've ever seen the Speed Racer movie. Like any time mm. there's a crash in that, they always eject with like these giant puff safety vests that then fall vests that then fall into like drains. Except, mm, except personal Zorb. Except yeah. the one time, or I think perhaps more than a couple times in that movie, where someone falls down a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. yeah, but that wasn't an officially sanctioned race, so that's you know fair, that was fair. on them. Uh, all right. Um, <clears throat> uh, yep. Yeah, so uh, eject one of your pilots. Each teammate takes a condi- each. Sorry, each should be each pilot. Each pilot takes a condition, Ooh. and then uh, two options from the seven to nine list. Um, well, on a seven to nine, choose one. Uh, damage a part of your mech. You guys get to choose. Uh, your opponent charges their strongest weapon, or one pilot takes two conditions. So, uh, similarly to uh, ejecting, if your character is taken out, um, like if they get a condition and they can't take any more conditions, they will be ejected too. So. Uh, so question, because I don't see it here. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there any mechanical? Well, two questions, actually. So the first one is, in order to get the positive effect from the uh, double-decker fist, the buster engine, or the card cannon, I'm assuming that would be a fire action, or is that a risky maneuver? You need to do a fire action. So okay. when you use the fire action, spend one whole... You, so when you do a fire action, uh, regardless of the result, uh, as long as you, like, don't miss, mm-hmm. um, like if you get a 7 to 9 or a 10... Uh, you can then spend a hold to activate a part of your body. And it doesn't, it's not, as you can see on the Google sheet, it's not part of the list. Right. It's at the bottom. There's like a dividing line there where it's essentially, when using the fire action, spend one hold to use a special ability one of your weapon. Ah, oh, so, I see. So it's, you know, it's, if, for example, if you get 10 plus, you get two from that list of four, and then you can spend one to use a special ability. Okay, yeah. Now I, I yeah. see it, yeah. And then second question, if one person ejects, does that like cause um like effective penalties because that limb is no longer being piloted? Uh no. What but it the the essentially idea is that the the robot has two two health bars. One is you guys and then the other one is its physical amount of damage it can take. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's it's basically like trading off between temp health and um, full like regular health. Yes. Okay. But that being said, like if you get ejected and let's say for example, I, I what you're the only one in, in the group that can use uh, superior. It's like you, now your your attack is now garbage. Yes. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. But that's why. But the idea is that if that occurs, then you can spend. Assuming you still have it active, you can spend. Uh, hold onto the card cannon to shift your labels. Mm-hmm. Okay. To make, to make someone a bit more superior. Okay. Cool. So, uh, in universe, uh, I'll say you guys uh, do the the pod training. Um, so you get an idea. So now you all kind of have an idea of how the machine works. So uh, you understand the controls. You can move it effectively. Um, however, uh, as the kind of like training demo ends and the pods open up, um, you see that the, uh, all of the sharks, uh, even the injured ones are, uh, out there waiting for you. 
Um, and uh, <clears throat> uh, Ace uh, kind of like pipes up and says, all right, so you've done the tutorial. Now the training begins. Um, and uh, I'm going to use this moment to do a training montage. So um, how do I'm going to go through each of you and explain to me how you would train to get better at piloting this robot. So you guys are this is kind of like the preamble before the, the match. What what would you do? I guess we'll start from the bottom. Ankh, what would you do? What are you doing to uh, improve your piloting ability before the uh, the night of? Right. So uh, Ankh doesn't have the same senses as a normal human. Um, mm -hmm. So this is a very weird experience because this, these robots are definitely designed for people, right? Like there's a mm -hmm. helmet that lets you see out of cameras on the outside of whatever limb you're in, I'm yep. assuming. Mm -hmm. And so he has to basically like retrain his senses in a way to make this like compatible, right? Um, so I think the best way for him to do that is like, I mean, to, to take a classic example, like the, um, you know, uh, Luke Skywalker in the first Star Wars movie when he puts on that metal helmet <laughs> to like fight that uh, little laser drone. Basically, he's just learning how to use the equipment, right? So like one, navigating obstacle courses while wearing the helmet, like maybe some of those sharks will like have a little dodgeball game with him and he has to wear part of the gear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. Do you feel like... Uh... Uh, what, what kind of, do, do you feel like that's kind of like assessing the situation? Oh, right. Moves wise. Uh, yeah. I do not have my moves open. Just let me get that real quick. It's take a powerful blow. Cause a lot of it is just uh, getting hit over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> just bumping into things constantly. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah. I think assess the situation does make sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll plus superior. Uh, that, that's an eight. So on a seven to nine, ask one, take plus one while acting on the answers. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to ask what here can I use to blank? Um, and uh, what I'm going to put in there is like, what abilities do I have that I can use to my advantage in this unfamiliar situation? <clears throat> Um, you know what, uh, you, you like, as you're like doing this training, you get an idea of like the amount of physical trauma that like an average pilot takes. And you realize that you probably can, you can probably like avoid a lot of the more physical issues that a pilot will have to. Ah, uh, it's um, brilliant. I got no bones. With, deal with as, as long as you remember to like keep yourself somewhat malleable. So what I'll say is, is the first time you would take a condition during the fight, you can you can negate it. Okay, great, thanks. Cool. All right, All right. Uh, Elliot. So I think uh, during the the training montage, it, um, Elliot mostly, like I think Elliot is is kind of like watching tape of how they use the robot to fight, because, um, he's like he knows how he fights. Mm -hmm. But he also understands that he fights in a really weird way because he just doesn't worry about taking damage. <laughs> so so he... I'm actually going to say that, like, not not keying a specific roll off of the uh, basic moves. I, I, just roll me mundane because you need to learn how to fight like a normal person. 
Sure. Um, how good am I at that? Oh, I'm minus two at that. That's this is gonna be fun. What do you mean you gotta dodge? That sucks. You never had to dodge. That's uh, a seven. Okay. Uh, so what I'll say is that uh, you get a better idea, and you do actually do you and Ace do some shadow boxing, where he's like. Essentially, it's a matter of like him hitting you and then being like, that's a point, you lost a point. And, and you realize that, that taking damage is not the same as... Uh, getting hit. Yeah, it's not like getting hit is, is just like you need to be better at not taking hits. And that, and that because it's, you, not everybody in your group is going to have your physical toughness. Um, I'll say that you can, uh, and you gotta mark this down, you get one free, uh, shift of damage. So if you'll take, a, a part damage, you can shift it once. To, like, a different limb? Yes, to a different, to a different part. Okay. Can't, can't prevent it, but you can shift it. Um, okay. Uh, Zach, what are you doing to, during the montage? So, like Ankh was saying, where they needed to get used to the idea of, like, you know, wearing this gear that was basically built for people, Zack kind of has the exact opposite problem in that this is all stuff he's pretty intimately familiar with. Like, he's flown drones in VR, he's played VR video games. So the idea of, like, all of the different, you know, sensors and sort of gear that needs to be done, the stuff that he's intimately familiar with, what Zach needs is really just to acclimatize himself to, like, the particulars of the device. Because the thing with drones is you kind of have to learn things like, okay, how fat, like, how much inertia does this carry at max speed so I know exactly how fast I can break? How quickly can I make a move if I see an opportunity based on the mass of the object that I'm basically wielding? Mm -hmm. And so Zach is really just getting into, like, the nitty-gritty of okay, this is all super familiar to me. I need to familiarize myself with the machine as opposed to the gear. Okay, so you read the, you're going to read the manual. All right. Read uh, the manual and also just like um, in like the training simulations, um, try and get things like, okay, how many G-forces am I going to experience if I do this? Is this going to be a problem? How fast can like the mech react to certain things? Like, it's a lot of... It's basically... I'm looking at the frames. I want to see the frame data of the robot. Okay. So um, I'm going to guess that's assess the situation. Yes. Uh, oh, that might be good still. Uh, that is a eight altogether. Okay. Feel free to ask a question. Um, so based on my knowledge, how could I best end these fi this fight quickly? I didn't really get a good idea of the, like, you know, what Oz's robot is doing, but just based on like, okay, this is how these robots work. How can I exploit that? Okay. So what I'll say is that uh, you realize that like taking out key components is the most important thing to do. Uh, like, and they're very specific and most robots have like, because they're all based on like that original open patent. Um, that there are certain commonalities that almost all robot, all mechs would have. Mm -hmm. So you get an idea of like where to hit him, where it hurts. Um, so yeah, what I'll say is, is that um, I will give you a list of the names of different, of different parts of Oz's robot when you guys fight, as opposed to keeping it a secret. Nice. Got that intel. Um, Cause you'll be able to look at it and be like, oh, this is the setup that they have. Yeah. Oh, I um, see. That's what he does in neutral. 
Alright, and... Marcus. Okay. What does your training montage look like? Uh, basically, it is going to be multiple things. Um, Marcus is going to split his time between watching recordings of previous fights because he's still very new to the concept of, you know, giant robot fights, and he wants to be sure he knows, like, what the rules are and, you know, how fighters go into these things, what they choose to do, because he doesn't want to go in completely blind and make an ass of himself. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd say that's, that's superior as well since you're, like, studying. All right. What a, and what a, what a bunch that's... of nerds. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> Marcus is a smart dude, so uh, he's going to... And his time doing this. So Look, Joey, I'm not going to be able to parry that uh, that fucking 16 hit super if I don't know the frame data. Mm -hmm. I got to know the frames. Yeah. Mm. All right, I got a flat eight for that total. Okay. Uh. So, what I'll say is that you watch like uh, previous matches and you see that um, Oz does d d like has has some stuff that's pretty standard, which is like a lot of the pointy blades. But Oz does use a lot of different weapons, and it almost seems like they tailor their loadout to some degree to their opponent. Mm. Um, so what I will say is, is that you can add one additional team to the pool, just to start. Awesome, okay. Because you kind of give everyone a breakdown, and you're able to kind of like coordinate, like, okay, so when, when he uses the arm blade, <laughs> we're going to do this. Mm. Right. And, and I you, am... And you, mm. Go ahead. Yes, so before this all goes down, I'm absolutely going to gather all five of us together and just talk to us because when you are on the battlefield, it is important for a team to be able to coordinate effectively. Otherwise, our enemy will be able to divide and conquer. If we are to have any hope of winning this fight, we will need to ensure that we can work together as a single unit. Oh, question, Chris. Yeah. Uh, considering all the weird shit that Zach kind of like sh like skims through on the internet, does he recognize like the things that he's trying that Marcus is trying to teach us as like squad-based tactics that would usually be used in a military setting? Um, it sounds very similar to that. You think? So the entire time that you're sort of like laying out these things, Zach's looking at it, and you see him like look at you, and then look back at the thing. He's like, and you kind of get the you get that look of, like. Oh, interesting. Do you have any questions? No, no, I'm just... You have a very good understanding of squad-based tactics. It's, um... Thank it's you. not something I'd expect, you know, people like us to know. And, yeah, Marcus kind of gives you a... Like, he cocks his head a little bit, but he doesn't say anything at that. Hmm. Uh, okay. So, uh, with that, uh, with the montage of, like, uh, in, in, I'm gonna intercut some extra scenes of like uh, uh, Ashley Clubstone making uh, everyone do like uh, work out to various degrees, and like everybody's pretty much fine except for Zach. <laughs> oh God, yeah, no, he's gassed. He's like, oh, oh Jesus, yeah. oh. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's like a scene of like everyone doing pull-ups, and, and it's like Zach goes down, Amanda yep. goes down, and, and like. And then Elliot is, just keeps going, and Marcus is, like, mechanically going up and down, and Ankh is yep. just, like, like, wa wa like waving his hand through the bar. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the, yeah, then it cuts to, like, a them going on a blackboard, like, explaining parts, 
a very ace drawing a do not get hit by this and pointing it at like arrow at all the pointy bits. <laughs> um, and uh, we're gonna cut to uh, the the like kind of like the evening, and all of you are sitting in the common area, which I explained as kind of like a living room uh, sort of deal with like a bunch of couches and like a big screen, and you are all taking a ch chilling out and just watching TV along with the sharks. Uh, so like, what what movie? I here's a question for the group: What movie are you watching? Ooh, um, I will leave this up to the others. Oh God, <laughs> it's like it would be apropos to watch like, oh, was Miracle? Would the Miracle of On Ice would have probably happened before the Directorate took over? I think because it happened in the '60s. So it would be really apropos if we watched something about like the Miracle on Ice. Okay. Uh, oh, never so mind. Sorry, that's the 1980s. That's way out. Okay. Um. But yeah, some sort of like you know, apropos underdog sports movie, a la Rocky. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, you're watching the famous film Ricky, <laughs> which is about a uh, kick. It's actually a, a kickboxer, uh, <laughs> and the the iconic scene is him doing a running handstand up a ladder to the top of a structure, and then <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, you know, I never understood why he put the boxing gloves on his feet. Just doesn't... I mean, that doesn't help you kick, does it? Ace is, like, sitting there, like, musing about the the film. Yeah, um, so Zach is not really paying attention. He's kind of had, like, over the last couple days, you've occasionally seen him, like, scribbling something in a notebook, and he seems to be, like, looking at it intensely, writing stuff down, crossing it out, and it seems like he's completely engrossed in it. And it's like, ah, you know, just, like, uh, fight stuff. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Harden, uh, your, your friend who took you to the restaurant is going to like lean over and like, oh, what you writing there, bud? Um, so what Jeff sees is like a bunch of effectively like stream of consciousness, um, like things of like betting scam. No, but then where conspiracy, where, how? And basically, uh, Zach's going to be like, oh, I've been trying to, ah, this thing's been bothering me for this thing's been bothering me ever since we got here, and I've been trying to figure it out, and I'm still nowhere close to it. Hmm. What? Okay. If you wanted to pull some sort of scam on the MFL playbooks, the easiest thing to do is an odds scam. You screw with one of the teams, you shift the odds so much in favor in one of them that it basically becomes a sure bet. You wait for people to put a bunch of money down, and then you have the other fighter, the other person, take a dive, the odds shift back, you end up running away with a ton of cash. Easiest play in the book, they've been doing it since the invention of baseball. But that, and that's what I thought was happening. But then, why kidnap the manager? And why kidnap the manager using androids? Really advanced androids? Like, yeah, winning the MFL is like, a huge, is a big deal, but if you've got the kind of money to buy those type of androids, like, I don't know, it just seems like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, I can't say I I know, pal. You know, it's we've never really dealt with this before. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say that the MFL is like squeaky clean, but most of what we've worked for has been above board. Yeah, and that's what I don't know. It's just been bothering me. It's all. I would have loved to have torn apart those um, android bodies we pulled back, but considering the last time that I put an unregulated power current through them to power them up, they exploded. I probably I considered it uh, kind of a bad idea. Wait, didn't didn't you guys take some with you? 
yeah, but again, I don't know if those things are laden with explosives, and I'd rather not try and screw with them and potentially blow them up in your guys' tool room. Uh, actually, like, lean to my head back. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, um, like, Zach is, without even looking up from, like, the notebook, gonna do, like, the finger guns, like, back at you. Like, you know, like, you got it, sort of, like, finger gun motion while, like, continuing to look at this notebook. Are you all quite done? I'm trying to watch the film. Ricky is kicking his hated adversary. Hmm. Rolling like a... thunder! <laughs> uh... So, yeah, I have been watching this movie with interest. Um, yeah, because, uh, yeah, this is, uh, like, um... Sorry, I'm trying to think about, uh, how Marcus would digest a movie like this. Uh... Um, hmm. and is this fighting style normally a recommended one? It seems, uh, it seems illogical. I mean, that's mostly for the movies. Kickboxing's pretty good, but, like, you see how he's mm. constantly dropping, like, his hands down below his face? In actual kickboxing, mm. that's bad because you're basically, like, opening up your face to get hit. But in mm. a movie, you want to show off the actor's face, so hence the arm's got to come down. It also makes it really dramatic when he just starts getting the crap kicked out of him and he just, you know, refuses to get knocked out. Yes. He seems to be getting hit in the face a lot. Is that why he keeps slurring his words? Oh, no. Uh, I mean, this was back in the days before, um... Oh, God. No, you see, that was from the tiger attack. Hmm. <laughs> yes, you see, apparently, he w his character was in some kind of war, and a tiger attacked him, and then he became a kickboxer. That was... This is actually the seventh movie in the series. I see. Hmm. Yeah, he really started phoning them in after, like, the fifth. Well, I thought it really took off after they introduced the robot. <laughs> hmm. It seems like Josh Diamond is very into bad films. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, for the most part, uh, it kind of continues like this. Um... Vanessa and and Amanda bond a bit more. Uh, they're like chatting. You see them idly chatting in the corner. Uh, and uh, yeah, unless you guys do anything, uh, you guys are kind of done until. Uh, well, you guys can kind of head to bed with the the final match being tomorrow and all. You figure might may be a good idea to get some rest. Uh, yeah, the only All thing right. that, um, like, Zach would do in the meantime is, like, repair Betsy after she, uh, got, you know, crushed, uh, underfoot so cruelly. <laughs> and every so often, he, like, looks over at the robot, like, torso and head that they brought in, and he's like, Ah, oh, but maybe if I just- No, no, you- It's not your tool room. You can do it in your tool room, or the RV, but not here. Hmm. I could do it in the RV. You haven't actually seen the RV since they took it, so... Yeah, I'm kind of wondering about that. Hmm. Anyway, so does anyone have anything they want to do before? Um, yeah. I am going to check with the team, and because I asked for access to the engineering bay and stuff like that before, you know, we uh, skip town, basically. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to check to see if that's a thing I can do tonight before the big uh, fight tomorrow. So sorry, what your goal is to? It was the uh, one of the things that we tried to negotiate for was that um, mm -hmm. uh, um, Marcus would be able to get uh, like access to one of the higher tier engineering bays. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm just uh, hoping yeah. to tinker around with some things. Yeah, uh, go go ahead. Uh, do you want to message me, like, privately as to what you're doing, if you want to keep it a secret, or...? Um, sure, that sounds good. Tell you what, okay. uh, how about I message you about that after uh, this uh, session? Sure, you don't think it's going to affect anything coming up? Not really. Okay, sure. Uh, um, are you there all night, Marcus? Um, I will say that Marcus leaves, uh, basically, like, late at night when you guys are about to go to bed. And y if you choose to sleep, you will see him, uh, the next morning when he comes back. Alright, well, halfway through, uh, like, as you're doing things, you suddenly see Zack. He has a car battery and one of the heads, and he sort of, like, seems to be sneaking out of the facility. Uh, the engineering facility? Yes. Okay, um, you see Marcus sitting on a stool at the workbench. Um, he is, he has a, like, a power drill in one hand, and he's working on something, and you realize he can only hold it in one hand because his entire arm, uh, has been removed at the shoulder, and it is lying on the workbench in front of him as he's working. So, yeah, I imagine, like, we're both sneaking through, and all of a sudden our eyes meet, it's just like... Yes. Marcus? Zach? You, you busy with that? Yes. Okay, busy with this. Hmm, all right then. Yeah, see you around. Very well. And we both nod to each other and continue about our business. Yes. Uh, so, Joey, um, using a sort of very jury-rigged power thing to hopefully modulate it so that it doesn't trigger any latent explosives, <laughs> I want to attempt to see if I can hack into the, like, memory bank or whatever central processor of these androids and see if I can figure out more about them. Hmm, okay. So that is going to be an Unleash My Powers. Sure. Uh, that's plus freak? Yes. What is my freak? Freak's plus one. Oh, uh, that's a five. Hmm, okay. So uh, I will say, um, Zach does set up the head far enough, like, you know, having learned from the twice times he's blown these up, he does try and set it up in such a way so that he's not caught in the blast radius if it explodes. All right, so it turns on. All right, so far so good. Come on, come on. And, and then you lean, and then you lean in close <laughs> um, to it, um, and you notice that the, the head opens up to that lens, and then it it fires the the scan that it it did on Elliot, and you see it like shoots out and like covers the room. Oh dear. <laughs> um, and then it and then it continue and then it just starts beeping, beep, 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 beep. Uh oh, <laughs> initiate place two. Yeet! All right. So oh wait, actually, place. Um, wait. Does it look like it's about to explode? It's beeping. Uh, you know what? Let's go with phase throw plan C. I uh, I grab the nearest blunt object and start smashing it. Okay. Uh, you smash it until it is unrecognizable garbage uh it has it does not explode all right note to self explosives are not located in the head good to know okay so yeah 45 minutes later you see zach come back smashed head car battery and he doesn't even say anything just walks off into the night mm -hmm. all right cool well if if no one else has anything they want to do before sleep then uh yeah we'll call it, we'll call it there and uh you'll go to sleep um so, uh, the next day, you guys wake up, um, and, uh, despite the fact that the fight is in the evening, you don't have a lot of time because a lot of it is set up. Uh, so you guys go through a full, uh, 
suit up and fall and like check where they kind of said like make sure that you're all wearing your pilot outfits uh they take it takes them like an ex a little bit of extra time to get onks go like perfectly set up because they have to also make it so it can like the original outfit was more like cosmetic and this one's more functional so you have the similar look but this one actually has a lot more padding um and also you have there are various you notice there are like various ports on the gear where you assume like tubes will attach um and uh no, yeah vacuum sealed for flavor yeah <laughs> so so they just have you guys go through the paces and they like load you into the robot uh, and you guys do some like they they have a fairly large area so they just have you like test movement like check do like checks to see if you can like move around um they use like in in lieu of actually firing the the ammunition they just do weapons checks for you where they simulate the, re the responses using like an AR layout. So you guys are able to test out the weapons. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, oh yeah, just to describe the robot. Um, think of like a big O style, like massive uh, looking machine, very but very blocky um, and very clearly has like a card theme. Uh, your, 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 like the chest has like multiple suit symbols that kind of like meld together. Um, each arm and each leg is a different suit based on uh, based on the pilot. Um, cool. And yeah, uh, a lot of your like deployables uh, are uh, themed as well, including the uh, double decker uh, fist, which is a massive pile driver fist that kind of like unfolds out of the left hand. Uh, and has like kind of like essentially just widens the overall impact area and has like a big piston attached to it. But yeah, um, unless you guys have anything in particular you want to do while you're uh, testing, I, ca I can move on. Um, Zach's just going to keep an eye out. Uh, he figures if whoever was close enough to the team to be able to um, screw with the party bus and get Dennis kidnapped, there is a potential that they might try some sort of like last minute gambit of planting, you know, an explosive on the robot or screwing with it in some way. So he's okay. just going to keep like a very close eye on the robot and who comes in and out of like the, the mechanical bay. Okay. So uh, do you want to just give the robot a once over then? Uh, to do that, you'll need to convince them because again, like they explained, is proprietary technolo technology. So they're they are comfortable putting you in the pilot seat, but if you want to take a look at the internals of this thing, you're mm -hmm. gonna need to convince somebody. Um, trying to think, can I use? Could this technically be considered as mislead, distract, or trick, or would this have to be like provoking something? I don't know. You could just mis mislead, distract, or, tr or trick. That that's valid. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, so basically, uh, Zach is going to attempt to, yeah, just get closer looks at the thing. Not how, you, how, you, how are you? Who are you going to go after with this? Um, basically, Zach is going to. Um, he's going to go up to one of like the like he's basically going to look for the the newest mechanic there, like the the guy who's clearly like this is his first big gig and he doesn't want to blow it. And he's going to try and, like, Bavarian fire drill his way through it by just listing off, like, techno battle, Like, oh, you know, like, I really think that maybe if we managed to make a slight adjustment here, we could probably work uh, a bit more inertial dampening. What do you think? Do you think we could do that right now? And basically just browbeat this guy, uh, hopefully uh, allowing him to get a closer look at the bot. Okay. 
Oh, baby. Uh, on a superior, that is an 11 altogether. Sure. All right. So uh, the guy, you kind of like confuse him um, and he is uh, like, uh, y yeah, you're one of the pilots, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, anyway, so uh, just here, I'll show you. Bring me over. We'll take a look at it. Yeah. So, so you you were able to convince him. He, he you you guess maybe he didn't read the memo, which was like, sure, you guys are the pilots, but you're also not, you know. Yeah, an email slipped through the cracks. <laughs> yeah, he didn't read the, the the daily email blast that Dennis uh, wrote. He wasn't in uh, the scrum stand up. What a shame. Yeah, he, yeah, he didn't go to. He missed the he missed the Zoom call. Um. But yeah, and and you you get a look at it, it, and you don't see any obvious sabotage. Um, okay. Maybe some stuff that's like undertuned. So All you're right. able, you're actually able to point out a couple places where uh, things could move a bit better. Yeah. So, so I was gonna say about my move. Are you watching closely? When you mislead, distract, or trick someone, roll superior. <laughs> on a hit, they're fooled at least for a moment. On a ten plus, choose three. On a seven to nine, choose two. Oh, okay. Um, go ahead. So the options are you get an opportunity, you expose a weakness or flaw, and you avoid further entanglement. Okay. So I'm going to say um, I obviously get the opportunity to get to the robot. Um, I expose the weakness or flaw, which is that, oh, these things can be tightened up a bit more so that they can move better. And then uh, I avoid further entanglement by basically like getting out of there fast enough that nobody else notices what I did. And that way that guy doesn't get in trouble. Yeah, because he doesn't mention it because he assumes it's just part of his daily job. Exactly. And you exactly wait, and you get, and you get to choose, and you get to choose all three of those. Yes, on uh, on a hit, uh, on a plus ten, I choose three. Cool. All right. Yeah. So yeah, you're able to to tune some stuff up. You know for a fact there's no bombs, or they cut your <laughs> giant robot brake lines. <laughs> oh no, the brakes! <laughs> oh no, we can only run forward. <laughs> um, yeah. So it seems like it's legit. There's no, there's no, there's no like obvious sabotage. All right, good to know. Uh, yeah. Um, and with that, yeah. So you guys spend a couple hours setting up. Uh, yeah. Uh, you have to, and then you are brought to, uh, like around midday. Uh, you are brought to the stadium. Um, with, you're not brought with the robot, obviously, because it needs to be transported separately. But uh. Uh, you guys are brought to the stadium for kind of like the preamble, uh, pre-show sort of deal. Um, and you find yourselves once again, uh, in a, um, uh, sorry, in, in like the press room kind of like area, uh, sitting across from, uh, Oz. Oh shit, they're doing the weigh-in now? Damn. Yeah. So, uh, with this, there, uh, a man in like a finally pressed suit kind of walks up and says <clears throat> hello everybody and welcome to the pre-show for the mfl finals and with us are our two teams on this side representing the mf the mfl's favorite underdogs the liberty city sharks time to strike a pose yep yep uh i strike no pose all right uh, the, the public will remember that. <laughs> um, and on this side, the solo phenomenon, Oz, and Oz, like, nods and, like, sits there in a very, like, whatever, man, I'm cool sort of pose. Um, before we get down to this, do our teams have anything to say to each other? And they, like, looks at you guys. And 
you remember that Dennis said that like you you don't talk, but like you also can if you want. Mm. So if any of you wants to pipe up, uh, feel free to say to say and or do anything you want. Um, I am going to attempt to provoke Oz. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so, um, Zach is going to stand up. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, well, Zach's going to stand up. He is <laughs> yeah. going to point at Oz, and he's going to make the motion of, like, what looks like a thumbs up before immediately thrusting it into a very enthusiastic thumbs down. <gasps> and it's time for me to send they provoke somebody. Ooh, baby, that's another 11. Wow. All right. Well, with this... Uh, 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 Oz is like cool guy pose kind of breaks and like you guys hear like a, a large thump as like Oz slams his hands on the table looks up and says and in like a raspy like robotic sounding voice uh, you hear I don't know who you are but I got here on my own and I'll be leaving here by myself with you in my wake and we're just like oh people in the audience like Cameras flashing, yeah. and like even Zach is like, "Wow, that guy has like an ego made of glass." Jesus. <laughs> mm. um, and like you clearly goaded him, uh, and you notice like there's actually like, like he damaged the table when he slammed his fist into it. So you you definitely got to him. Yeah, damn. <laughs> Zach is going to like follow that up by doing a basically like a, a well. Where is it to him? <laughs> uh, and at this point, uh, ah. Uh, in, 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 like, a, uh, you see Oz, like, stop for a second, like, look down, and just, like, you see his hands kind of, like, fall down to his sides, and then he flips the table in front of him. <laughs> oh! Uh, and it, you hear it clatter to the ground and break. Um, almost like gimmicked it, almost like it was gimmicked, li like, a wrestling match, but you know yeah. it's not. Um, uh, that was a solid oak table, jeez! <laughs> I lean over to the others. Is this what the people refer to as nettled? What? Man, I have never heard that term before. Pissed off, mm. yes. Yeah, okay. It would that be more appropriate? Yes. Where did you All hear right, that? Yeah, what it, the... <laughs> nettled? It is something that uh some of my siblings used. We gotta talk about your family situation at some point. Alright. I would prefer we didn't. Uh, and with that, uh, Oz storms off, and, and then the announcer's like, There's some bold action! Well, looks like Oz has a bit of a chip on his shoulder in regards to our new arrivals. Let's see if they can, uh, keep up the pressure. And, uh, with that, uh, there's, like, a lot of, like, clapping, and, like, people, like, putting microphones in your faces, and, like, asking you guys questions i do the the, the no comment the gesture as we yeah. try to like rush off stage yeah i yeah. thought the thing was that we, we weren't supposed to actually have any so i so you said that like you guys your vibe is that you're like very quiet but but you could there was no thing specifically saying that you were all mute right so people so people know you can speak it's just like the de the demeanor that dennis wanted for you was like cool customer you realize it he was actually pretty much just aping all this stick <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> Which is like so. It, so this very well could have been two sides sitting there looking at each other, not saying anything. But you, because of your little your provocation, you actually got Oz to like. Oz had spoken before, um, but was was very much trying to. You get the feeling, especially now, that he was trying to he was trying to evoke some sort of like aloof 
like above it all sort of attitude mm. that mm. is apparently not not that well done. So. Yep. I mean, imagine if I tried to murder a group of people twice and then failed both times. I too would be quite livid if they started making fun of me. Mm. Now that is an accusation. Hey, that's in a courtroom. I can say whatever <laughs> I want. I mean, you right. didn't try to murder us. Yeah. I mean, murder the team that's going against him is probably the closest we'll get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah. If, if they, And you're all, all now in your kind of like uh, dressing room waiting for the final preparations to get done. Is there anything you want to do? Well, we are about to engage in a very public display of violence while piloting a very large mech. Does anyone have any questions or concerns before we begin? Yeah. I figured me and Anchor are fine. And, uh... <laughs> honestly, I'm worried for Zack and Amanda. Oh, come on. I'll be fine. And it cuts back to, like, every physical exercise activity with Zack on the ground. Like, oh, God. That's what they got safety features for, right? Mm. Well, regardless, what is key going into this is that we work together that we communicate with each other, and that we do not panic regardless of whatever circumstance we may be put into. Yeah. Oh, by the way, fully expect him to just come out swinging. He, uh... I've seen people get, like, fake mad. That wasn't fake mad. That was real mad. He may. Or, if he's... If he is an adept fighter, he may channel that rage to something more productive, and he may try something cunning. Nevertheless... We should be prepared for anything when we go out there. All right. Well, uh, with uh, with that, uh, you get a call up, um, and you're brought into a uh, very large hangar below the uh, stadium. Mm. Um, as you are walking through, you see for a moment you see Oz passing by you, um, and he turns his helmeted head towards you, uh, and of course not not being able to feel or not being able to see anything. You can weirdly feel that he's smirking at you. He's got that fucking, like, menacing aura about him. Yeah, yeah. His, like, head... He does the kind of, like, lean forward and turn his head towards you, and then just quickly turns his back and begins walking away, almost, like, pulling his shoulder to one side. Yeah. So that he doesn't have to look at you. Um, and you guys line up uh, to, to your robot um, mm -hmm. and uh, hit the launch sequence, and you are thrust... Um, from your standing platforms into your uh, assigned positions, um, and to your to your left, you see uh, <clears throat> Oz being uh, similarly launched into his mech, uh, which is uh, di uh, slightly different from what you remember uh, from yesterday. Hmm. Um, it seems like the mech is significantly nastier looking and also bulkier. Um, you against the uh, alphas you get the idea that like maybe that was designed to be a bit quicker and the double decker is significantly larger than the alphas robot so uh you get the idea that he oz has prepared this one for a select fest yeah customizable yeah mm. uh okay uh so with that the mechanical whir of the lifts uh begins uh at a deafening rate uh, as you two are rotated and the roof above you begins to slide open. Uh, the mechanical whirring of, of the lifts grinding against their, uh, grinding against the, uh, the elevation is drowned out by the cheers of 
thousands as you both robots are brought up to uh, the stadium. Uh, you are now seeing it from the other side, and uh, with your massive size, the crowd is looks like ants in comparison. Um, and uh, the same man who was officiating your, your press uh, thing pulls up uh, on like a very small pedestal in the middle. Hello, everybody, and are you ready for a mech battle? This is responded with a, a roar of the crowd as uh, people are going uh, ham. Just like you see signs, you see people in outfits. People got cosplay together really quick because like there's full teams of people dressed like you guys. There's some people that are clearly uh, more supporting the original sharks. You see some that stuff. And then you just see like a full section of people all wearing black leather. Oh, uh, yeah. Who are, who are wonder... not cheering, who are not standing up, who are all sitting there with their arms crossed. I wonder who they could be here to support. <laughs> God, so. we better win. I can't imagine the NFL being filled with a bunch of people trying to emulate that shit. Yeah. Mm. They, they almost seem like anti-fans because while everyone else is like very high energy, they're all just sitting there fully silent. Um, yeah. And uh, with a bit of a preamble, uh, the announcer is, Alright, and now let's pick the battlefield for this event. Um, and uh, the uh, with that, he points up towards a monitor, and you see the monitor begin to flicker between uh, multiple things. You see for like a moment, like a desert-looking thing, a forest... Um, and eventually it slows and settles on. Well, everybody, it's the, the crowd favorite, Cityscape! Um, and with that, uh, you see multiple holes open up in the ground around you. And uh, what look like uh, facsimile versions of small building of skyscrapers at a clearly reduced size begin to rise up out of the ground. And eventually you are in what looks like a cityscape. Although, mm. you know... Scaled down, obviously, because the mechs aren't that big. Yeah, real Godzilla set uh, sort of thing, yeah. looking things. Yeah. However, uh, as you look down, you do notice that, like, just through, like, a, a cursory scan, your mech kind of detail gives you, like, information in regards to the battlefield in that, like, this is a recreation of Liberty City. Um, oh. And uh, also the idea, and you notice that some of the buildings are more durable than others. So part of it is is clearly like cosmetic. So it's like stuff you could that'll stomp on and you will like explode very dynamically for effect. But some of it looks like it might be legitimately useful as like either cover or if you want to pick it up and throw it at somebody. Yeah, uh, so. and I'm assuming we're able to like identify like the our bot can identify these, so it's not like we're caught out in the open. Well, so what I'll say is that one of the things you can do in addition to all the mech moves you have is you can use assess the situation to get an idea of something useful you can grab from the environment or something you can repurpose. Okay. Uh, speaking of information, Joey, am I able to get that list of um, things you promised me because of my role, my role earlier? Yes. So the weapons that you are aware of that it has are um, the arm blades, Mm -hmm. um, the uh, Geo Displacer, um, which you notice are on its hands, um, the Railgun, um, and the Steam Blaster. Hmm. Uh, Channel a little John Samson. Mm -hmm. Crowd favorite. Yep. 
Because you can't be like two heal, otherwise people won't cheer for you. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to cheer for him anyways. <laughs> that is true. Okay. Uh, and again, that's not all the parts it has. That's just yes. all the ones that you're aware of that are physically visible. Yeah, we don't know about the the dumb hidden sheet blade that it's got or it's fucking illegal flamethrower. Yeah. All right. And with that, the, uh, the announcer flies up and says, All right. And now for the finals of the MFL. Let's battle! And he like does like an air chop and then flies up into the the top of the dome and out. Fucking um, Peter Pan style on a winch, like yeah. wee! Yeah, pretty much. Um, and uh, with that, the uh, the 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 pedestal he's on actually expands into uh, the Liberty Tower, which is a uh, particularly large building uh, in the city, and it kind of like sits directly between the two of you as the battle begins. All right, and. As you are the uh, heroes, I'll let you guys go first. What would you like to do? I'm thinking if there's a tower between us, one thing that we could probably do just to kind of like guarantee line of sight is we could try punching the tower in front of us to Mm -hmm. like, you know, obscure its vision on one side so we know which side it'll be coming on. So what do you mean by that? Like you're going to run up and try to knock the tower towards them? Uh, towards them, or if it's, like, more durable, like, kind of, you know, creating enough debris in the air that, like, going through it is a bit more risky. Hmm, okay. So... But I will say that I'm not particularly good with Freak, so if somebody, like... So if we're able to just coordinate moves as a team, um, that idea is put forward for someone with more substantial Freak to pull off. Alright, well, yeah. somebody, somebody needs to decide, decide who to go first, or I'm gonna have the enemy go. Okay. Okay. Um, can we preemptively do mighty roll to try and avoid any sort of attack they're throwing at us? I think that's more of a reactive thing. Um, uh, can I can I just use uh, fire? Sure. Okay. Shoot. Uh, that's an eight. Okay. What would you like to do? Uh, re- resist or avoid their blows. I think for this first one. Okay. Smart. All right, so you fire into them, um, and so both of you kind of, like, open up your weapons and begin unloading on each other, uh, like, through the tower. So the, the, so, uh, again, those are the the special weapons that I told you about are unique, but feel free to kind of, like, fiat other stuff. Uh, I'm not going to be too precious about, like, cosmetically what attacks you're using, but what I'll say is, unless you have anything, John. Uh, no. Is, like, you stick your hands out. Uh, and the fingers open up, and you begin firing machine gun pellets out of out of them towards uh, uh, the uh, uh, towards Oz, and hit. He opens up with his rail gun and begins firing towards you. Um, at this point, one of you you see one of your um, shots uh, actually find its mark and blasts into its arm. Uh, the blade, kind of like knocking one of the blades off of its left arm. Um, as you kind of, like, duck toward, like, you dash towards the tower to kind of, like, reduce visibility so that it can't see you. So now you're kind of, like, back against it so that it's not getting hit, but you also can't see it. Chest high cover. Yeah. Though it's actually taller than you are. Oh. Because it reaches almost the top of the dome. Nice, full cover. So you you can't see them, but also they can't see you, so. Yeah. Uh, Although you do hear something moving towards you, so... Alright, um, 
I am going to attempt to charge up. We have a brief moment where we've got some cover between us. Mm -hmm. And if he's managed to design it to be bulky, that means it's not necessarily fast. So I'm mm -hmm. going to say that we, uh, I'm going to take a chance and say that we've got a bit of a breather. And I'm going to attempt to charge up. Okay. Uh, and that is, I think, a 10, I want to say. Uh, that is a 10. Okay, so you get two hold. All right. All right, um, at this point you're like charging, um, and then you hear like a shing, and then like a crumbling sound, as you see that the tower is now falling towards you. Uh-oh. Oh boy. What do you do? Um, now I'm gonna use a mighty roll to dodge to avoid a dangerous situation. Okay. Oh yeah, so... should we have done, um, fighting against a powerful foe? Oh yes, sorry, my bad. Uh, yes. So, uh, the fight begins, and you all get to enter a battle against a dangerous foe. Leader has influence over every teammate. So who's the leader here? I think we discussed that Marcus was the head, so I think that makes Marcus the leader. Kind of de facto. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, Marcus also did the debrief, so that makes sense. Also, considering how um, he was talking about, um, you know, like, it sounded eerily similar to battlefield tactics, like, I think there was an unspoken thing among everybody that maybe we should give this to the guy who may or may not have the most experience in a situation like this. Yeah, somebody that seems to know a lot about small squad tactics. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Marcus, so, do you have influence, you have influence over, over everybody? Um, I actually believe I do. Okay, sure. So, that add another team. Cool. Everyone has the same purpose in the fight. I'd say that's fair. Add another yep. team. Does anyone mistrust the leader of the team? Uh, nope. Okay. And is your team ill-prepared or off-balance? I don't think so. No? no. no. Yeah, we're, we're fairly prepared for this. We had a whole okay. montage and everything. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. What? Well then, and then add the extra team that Marcus gave, so that I believe that gives you guys uh, one, two, three, five. Nice. So, so yeah, you have five team in the pool. Remember to use it. Um, okay. Awesome. All right. So uh, you were going to roll, I think. Yep. Roll with danger. All right. So my uh, instincts are kicking in, and damn. Okay. So I have a plus two to danger, adding to the nine that I rolled. That's an eleven total. Alright, so you avoid the attack and add another team to the pool, so now you have six. Yeah! Alright, so you roll out of the way um, of the tower as it lands and crushes part a large portion of the... Uh, it's kind of like a line of buildings that are just smashed. Um, uh, and uh, the announcer pipes up, Oh no! Not Liberty Tower! <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the... Uh, you notice that uh, Oz is now very close to you, um, and he's gonna rear up and uh, take a swing at you. Alright. Mm -hmm. uh, are we able to try and, like, intercepting fist this guy? Uh, sure. Yep. Feel free. Right. Somebody can roll fire to try to block it. Uh, yeah. I will attempt to do that. Ooh, baby. Uh, that is a 12 altogether. Okay. And I'm actually going to spend the two hold... Uh, does anyone mind if I spend the two hold to just use the the double decker fist? Do it. All right. So yeah. Go for it. Uh, so I'm going to say resist or avoid their blows, and I am going to let's see, geo displacer, railgun, steam blaster, and the arm blades. Uh, reshape the battlefield will problem. I'm going to say I'm going to 
Um, I'm going to cause them to falter. Okay. So what happens is that you see him like coming in for the thing, and then Zack, who I'm assuming is kind of like one of the legs, steps forward and says, now, and the hand sort of like thrusts forward, and then the driver from the uh, the double-decker just punches directly into the core, and it kind of like, you know, sends him backwards a little bit, like a Bruce Lee one-inch punch. Okay. So uh, when you do this, uh, the like he, he gets sent kind of like flying backwards, um, and uh, you can see visibly that like you've put a crack on one of its uh, chest plates, uh, which falls off, uh, revealing a what looks like some sort of like there's a large amount of wiring feeding into the chest piece, which to you looks like it's kind of like a, a sh there's like a shell over it with like a central sort of like. Uh, it's almost like beetle shaped around like the chest area. There's like one divot, so you get the idea that that might be that might be an important part that is concealed. Um, but as it falls back, it its hands touch the ground to brace it. But then you see that like uh, the, it begins to glow, um, and uh, a rippling uh, energy passes through the ground um, and begins to rise up. Uh, at your feet as it begins geo-displacing and uh, like you are now starting to be like the belt the buildings around your feet begin to twist around and like grapple you and you are now restrained by them and with that uh, it is now going to like it is now menacingly walking back towards you holding up its arm blade uh, okay any ideas hmm. Hmm. now I believe it's time for the risky gambit yeah, I can take the risky gambit. Very well. Let's see so, if we can get the advantage. Yeah, oh. So what is Ankh trying to do in this instance? Okay, I'm going to say Ankh is in one of the arms. Um, and, well, I'm going <laughs> to give it a roll first and see how that goes. Okay, that is a seven. Just... All right, so you want to mark a condition or allow your enemy to charge their strongest weapon? Um, I'm going to mark like it. defaulter? Does that kind of cancel out? So the strongest weapon is essentially like a, a hard move that I'm charging. So. Ah, I see. I see. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the condition, but then uh, cancel it using my little bonus from the montage. Okay. Oh, neat. Cool. So, yeah, okay. So I'm going to say Ankh is in one of the arms, and our mech is like kind of on the back step right now, but that also means that we're braced. Um, and Ankh is going to use that stability to uh, his advantage and just scoop up one of the pieces of fallen debris and pocket sand this guy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Pocket like, sand, baby! Yeah, you know, like, he's going to make it look like he's going for a leg sweep, um, but really he's just creating, like, this big visual disruption, right? Uh, Ankh has uh, learned about the importance of cameras and exactly where all of those sensors are on the mech, and he's using that to his advantage. Look at okay. these dumb fucking non-jelly like um, visual aids. Look at these yeah. dumb things. Can you believe that these people can only look in one direction at once with two <laughs> eyes? What's even the point? Um, all right. Yeah. So the idea is basically just to like you know create a little bit of a smoke screen and give us give us a couple seconds to to get our wits a bit together. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, you you kind of like pocket sand him, and he takes a step back uh, as like it has to like start to like clear off its like uh, targeting arrays, and you're able to like kind of muscle out and like break the buildings that are attached to you, and like 
So are you going to move towards or away from it? Around. Yeah, okay. I think Circle Stripe's probably the best thing. Okay. I think at this point, probably it would be a good idea to press uh, by just keep hammering him. Uh, so Zach is going to start getting the legs to move in, uh, and he's going to be like, all right, y'all ever played an FPS? Circle Strife and shoot! Okay, who's who's taking the fire action? Uh, nobody minds, I can roll for it. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Ooh, maybe. Uh, that's another 12. Okay. So I'm going to resist or avoid their blows, mm -hmm. and then I'm also going to reshape the battlefield. Okay. So while um, basically we're sort of like circle strafing this guy and picking him off with the cannons, uh, Zach is going to start kicking like tons of the debris because like we just got out of the big hold. So there's a lot of debris already there, but he's going to start kicking even more debris underneath the feet of uh, the bot so that it's constantly having to step on like super uneven terrain. Okay. And hopefully so, yeah. that gives us a bit of time for being able to position ourselves a bit better. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, you, you like begin peppering it and like messing with its uh, movement as it like actually falls to one knee. Um, and then yeah, it's going to like, it, when it falls to one knee, it like slams its hand in the ground and you see that the, 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 the geodisplacer activates. Uh, but instead of like the ground coming up towards you, you see it sinks its hand into the ground, it sinks part of its leg into the ground, and then it leans up and aims its railgun at you. And you see it begin, the coils within it begin charging up, and it just fires a, a shell at you at incredibly high speed. Ah, the classic. All right. Um, yeah. We got to roll. Yep. Um, are we yeah. going with uh, Mighty Roll? Mm hmm. Okay, I'm going to take this because I got a plus two to danger, so. All right. Oh, I just got, I just rolled a 12. That's 14. Damn. Nice. All right. Yeah. Add another team to the pool. Um, okay. So yeah, you, you like you, the, the combination of you already moving and, uh, like putting him off balance means that the railgun round goes wide and like hits the dome. However, uh, the, the dome obviously doesn't get pierced and it, it, the bullet ricochets down and blasts a hole in the ground right behind you, knocking you guys over. Um, that being said, uh, you're able to kind of like, as as you are writing yourself, you notice that the uh, uh, enemy has pit pulled himself out of the ground, and uh, it seems like for a second, uh, the it's like standing stationary, and then its chest plate like opens, um, and not the not the center part that I'd mentioned before, but like kind of a, around where like the stomach would be. Um, and then it begins to just billow smoke all around you. And very quickly, um, the arena begins to, like, be filled with this opaque, uh, smoke. Um, and, uh, it is, looks like it's also chaff, so it's affecting your targeting. Um, and you've lost sight of them. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.